So welcome back. I just wanted to give a few more words of introduction uh, for Rinpoche. I first met Sokni Rinpoche in 1993. He was leading a nine-day meditation retreat up in Santa Rosa in this mysterious practice called Dzogchen, which I'd heard a few rumblings about, and so I was very curious, and I went to see him. At that time, he was 27 years old, and uh, he was very playful, as he often is now, but I remember walking down the hall one day, you know, meditation retreats done in silence can become fairly grim affairs sometimes, and we can take ourselves very seriously, and I must have looked very serious. I was walking down the hall past Rinpoche, and he reached out and tickled me in the ribs (laughs) to lighten me up. And he just had that kind of playfulness and joy all the way through the retreat. And one of his opening meditation instructions was, be happy, be cheerful. I've appreciated that all the way through. And so I thought, okay, there's this very young, talented teacher from Tibet. He's 27. And then he would get up and talk Dharma, as he will again in a few minutes. And I was hearing some of the clearest most profound expressions of the Buddha Dharma that I had ever heard uh, from any teacher anywhere. And I went, how can this go together in this 27-year-old body and mind? And when I learned something more about uh, Rinpoche's history, I came to understand a little better. He's considered to be the third in a line of reincarnate lamas. And Sokni Rinpoche the first was a lama in East Tibet in the last century who did a great amount of practice, uh, was known for his perseverance and his effort, and also founded a lot of uh, centers and monasteries and nunneries in East Tibet. And our Rinpoche is Sokni Rinpoche III. And uh, he was recognized as the third in this series of incarnate lamas by His Holiness the Karmapa when uh, Rinpoche was age eight. He began his uh, formal serious training at age 13 and spent about 12 years training in in India before he returned to to Kathmandu. And shortly after that, he started teaching. He's also the son of one of the most renowned Dzogchen masters of uh, this century, Tulka Urgen Rinpoche, who uh, passed away about a year ago in Kathmandu. So then I kind of understood how all this came together. You You take a previously enlightened mind stream you give it the genes of a renowned Dzogchen master, you recognize them at age eight, and you train them intensively for 12 years from age 13. And then we have a Sokni Rinpoche. <coughs> Even with that background, he's a ver- I have found him a very unique and wonderful teacher. Um, <laughs> He has a deep appreciation for the practice of Vipassana, which we do here at Spirit Rock, and he said many times that he feels that the training that Vipassana gives prepares the mind for that moment of letting go and self-settling that he instructed us in in the opening meditation tonight. It prepares us to let go into that spaciousness. Um, I also feel that Rinpoche has a very um, close connection with our community uh, for reasons that he, he works to express the teachings in a way that Westerners can really understand easily. And he has taken these very profound, uh, very sacred teachings 
and put them in a way that I have been able to get a lot of benefit and I hope you will also. So it's my pleasure again to introduce you <coughs> and to welcome uh, Tsokni Rinpoche. Okay, thank you. Well, that was extremely good introduction. Maybe, maybe I don't need to say anything myself now. So, So, first we'll take, we'll make a uh, praise to the Buddha. <coughs> Seems to me that most of you here are old students, people who are followers of the Buddha's Dharma, people who have heard the Buddha's Dharma and follow that. Can you hear that or? Now, if we were to take the whole of the Buddha's teachings and we were condense, to condense them down into a point, what would they condense down into? They would condense down into the two things, emptiness and compassion. Emptiness, <laughs> So the first thing we need to do is understand well the term emptiness. When we have this word emptiness, it's actually a term that belongs in the particular vehicle which the Buddha taught called the Mahayana, the great vehicle. It was, it belongs to the Mahayana tradition, but when we come to the Dzogchen tradition, how would we explain the word emptiness? In the Dzogchen tradition, the word emptiness is equivalent to another term that's used, and that term is expanse. So they actually come down to having they're two different words, but they actually come down to having the same meaning. Mm. So there's the term emptiness to be understood well, there's the, uh, and then there's, uh, we need to understand Zogchen. And so, in order to understand these things well, we also need to understand the term expanse. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, at first, if we don't speak intellectually a little bit, then I don't think we can really get to these things. Mm. So let's speak intellectually a bit. Actually, Dzogchen itself is you don't need any intellectual 
Because any kind of intellectual is involving something in a limit. You had uh, some limit in your mind. It has a level, it has a front, back, up, down, size, you, me, you know, intellectual. Intellectual now yours. All of those things belong to the class of things that are intellectual things. So at first, it's, it's going to be necessary at first for us to speak intellectually a little bit, otherwise the natu natural way won't come along after that. Again, when we say the word expanse, we're talking about emptiness. And when we say the word emptiness, now what does this mean? When we say the word emptiness, it's not just a mere lack of something. What it is, is a lack of a lack. <laughs> Do you understand that? The, the lack that you might be, you might in thinking about this come to the idea of a lack of something and that lack of something that you arrive at also has to be eliminated so it's a lack of a lack. The real uh, actuality, the real actuality of dharmas is something that is not non-existent. It's not, so that's the word lack. It's not just lacking. If you could take a lack, and <laughs> if you could take a lack and you could also make that lacking, <laughs> then you would arrive at real emptiness. Non-existence, which is also made non-existent, that's real emptiness. And if you can get to that non-existence of non-existence, the lack of the lack, then that itself is exactly emptiness, the expanse, the emptiness, the expanse. All dharmas, all phenomena, whatever they might be, every single one of them is completely pervaded, completely touched, covered by emptiness. Anything you think, anything you see, anything that could be whatsoever within any kind of world, all of that is pervaded by emptiness. And funnily enough, you can know this because the very fact of the existence of all of these things shows that they are empty. Do you understand that? This is an extremely crucial point. It's because of the fact of existence of things that the essence of things is in fact empty. You have to put this together with what I said to begin with, that the uh, non-existence itself also made non-existence, that is emptiness. Understanding emptiness as being the non-existence of non-existence brings okay. you to what I'm just saying right now. The basic is not emptiness, then you are not allowed to be here. 
we've talked about uh, the meaning of emptiness intellectually up to this point. Now we've arrived at the point where if we really want to contact it, if we really want to know it, we need to start talking about what happens in terms of uh, gra gaining experience, that is to say practicing meditation. Mm -hmm. In other words, there are two things, there's an intellectual approach and there's a meditative approach and we've arrived now at the meditative approach. When we talk about, when we get to, when we try to contact the authentic view, a view that is really authentic, then uh, all pairs of this and that, uh, me and other, all of the things that could be grasped at, all of these things have to be eliminated totally. Even, the view, even this authentic view that we just talked about, even that has to be lost. Uh, just as much, you know, we're talking about emptiness here and we pointed out that emptiness has to come down to uh, something as not existing in the end, simply put. So likewise, in terms of the view, we need also to get to the point where we're actually separated from having any kind of view. The viewless view is the best view. <laughs> because emptiness, nothingness is not only empty. Emptiness. Hakoso? You understand? The view is so then how can we get to this viewless view, this view which, how can we get to the point of not having any view whatsoever? Then the character is. How, that's a question for you all now. How are we going to do that? And what happened then? What happened? And once you, uh, if you attain to that experience, what's it going to be like? How will, how will it be? Anybody is welcome to answer? Please do answer. <laughs> Sneeze. Sneeze. <laughs> uh, I guess that means we have to get a lot of colds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sense so how does that come? Well, I would say just each singular view is so profoundly limited that if you're really aware of that, you come to a viewless view. Mother. <laughs> Uh, in Rinpoche's way of thinking, it really doesn't take that long. 
Okay, no, he's asked, sorry, he's asking you a question. Then is that going to take you a long time to arrive at that view? Okay. At the back. Tower, maybe get tower. You know, didn't tower talking you, my dear. Hmm. Yeah, what is? That's good. Tang, tang, maybe I can't see what is. So, how do we get to that lack of viewer, non-viewer? Same. Same. <laughs> can't see you. Sorry. So who is it that will detach you? Where are you? I can't. Yeah. Who is it that will detach you? Is there some something or somebody or some mind involved in that detaching? No. Mindus. Nidua mindus. Is there a duality involved? Something. Jeledues. Is there something? Is there something that gets in to do that to have that come about? Is there something that does it? You have something coming about, right? So don't you need something to do it? If you do it, then what's going to happen? What are you going to get? Oh, this one. Okay. Maybe you're already in emptiness. As the Buddha has said, the that which is changeless is empty. Oh, sorry. And the Buddha has said that which is inexpressible is empty. <coughs> Emptiness is inexpressible. Why? Because whatever you say is always going to fall onto one side or the other. Okay, some more. The back. The back, back. It would largely revound, revolve around a constant practice of learning. Is that what you said? If you commit yourself in that way to ongoing education of yourself, Aren't you eventually, through your studies, going to fall into a kind of oblivion of mind, thickness of mind? Maybe you have very good intellectual. I'm not saying you, but in general, maybe you have very good, very satisfaction kind of intellectual can bind you in order to see the emptiness. Maybe when we say you are uh, caught 
with the code by method topke so essentially in that case you're you're bound by the method itself you're you're stuck with the method you haven't gotten beyond the method so i'd say the viewless view is already here we don't need to find it it's with us we just need to relax with it so how to relax That's very, 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 very good. I, I respect you, but how to relax? It's important. Just rest. Just relax in the rigpa. How to rest? How to rest? Don't try. How to not to try? Don't not try and don't try. In the middle, the middle way. Tengale na. Tengale hago masos. Rimuche doesn't understand about this. Try was trying. Then go majam nanti sarwaslan. So it seems that it would be fine for us not to meditate, correct? Sleep all the time. Sleep. Not meditating, of course, implies doing some other thing like sleeping or just not meditating, right? Well, meditation can be. Anytime. So, formal meditation or uh, everything you you can do can be a form of meditation. Every act. I don't know uh, any other way uh, other than to practice uh, intentfully. Um, Is there some other way to do it? Dumba nyamdu inji minji gomgore. Dumba, dumba. Nyamdu inji minji gomgore. Dema tonga lamka haku mindu. Dumba res, dumba gores. Dumba yang gores. That's true. Intention, intention is required. Ina yang neje haku gores. But one needs to know the sit. One needs to know the situation. One needs to know the point of that. If you go dumbanyam tapa chindodena dumbadege ne chindogres yang if you don't really know the point then uh, by the intentionality by the intentionality itself you'll get bound again the point meaning where to go or well like the crucial points of the instructions on how to go tap sengajore tap de talgore dambo tap gogres bardo tap de talgoyores we talk about a method some means right Means are required in the beginning, but in the uh, as you progress along, the means itself has to be liberated, has to be released. You have to release yourself from the method. So, gom ya bujamashina ne gom ge chingires. So, if you don't really understand what it means to meditate properly, then in the end, the meditation itself binds you. Maybe not really badly, but nicely bind you. Like a like a very high class jail. Like a high school, high school jail, five star jail. Then the tamu tap the tengu gores, tap the calcium bore. Namshi ke sena tap the tholtu gores, tap the jolna. Then the tawa me be tawa ngale gores. So method is important. We do need a method, and one needs to begin with that. Um, however, it is important to uh, liberate oneself from the method, release oneself from the method as one proceeds, and. Uh, 
However, in order to realize the viewless view, it's necessary to have a method. However, as far as the mind is concerned, uh, one needs not one needs to be not bound that consciousness itself needs not to be bound by the method. So if one doesn't really understand about this very well, if doesn't one doesn't understand how to release oneself from uh, methods, then what's going to happen in the end is that you won't actually get to the viewless view. So because if you want to cross the ocean, if you are too much happy or too much attached on your boat, so the example here is that uh, you take a boat to cross an ocean. Having crossed to the other side, if you're really attached to the boat, instead of just leaving the boat and getting out and being on the other shore, you'll put the boat on your back and carry it around with you. And that doesn't help you. You haven't really arrived in that case. Or you always stay in the boat. So the Buddha himself uh, spoke of this repeatedly. His whole Dharma is made up of the idea that um, mm. So his whole teaching is made up of the notion that one uses a method in order to proceed in a sequential way, but at the end, at the finality of it, one needs to release oneself, one needs to be done with the method altogether. And when one's actually gotten to that point where one's reached the finality and actually uh, done and dispensed with the method, then one arrives at what's called isness. Loosely, you could say reality, the actuality of things. Now, this, this kind of actuality, this isness of dharmas, is not something that gets made up. It's not an alteration of something at all. Whereas anything that you do with a method is going to be something that's involved in altering things, making things. So in that way, if you stay together with a method, then it's never possible to contact the actuality of all phenomena. So the finality actually depends on ourselves, and that depends on ourselves uh, freeing ourselves in the end from the methods altogether. So methods So the Dharma actually is none other than oneself, the method is none other than oneself, and oneself is none other than oneself. So so if you can eliminate oneself out of this equation, then you get to the actual Dharma. Mm. And in fact, if you get to 
lack of self, then you get to the real self. So, the real I is our actuality, and that's where it is, like that. So, if one can stay within that kind of actuality nicely, then that's what's called the authentic view. There's a term, it's a very special term, it's called uh, being stopped or stop it, stoppage. Within this kind of actuality that we're talking about, there is no stoppage. You're not stopped, you're not caught up in any way whatsoever. Why? Because you are not caught up with the method or anything. You're not, of course, I'm talking about a little bit like a high experience. The beginning, of course, you're caught up with your emotional mind. In order to get rid of, you use a variety method, Buddha's teaching. And at the, at the end, you don't have so much like a strong emotion, but somehow st still caught with the method by itself. That also needs to be released. So then in this kind of finality, without any method left at all, we have a situation which is uncaught. You're not stopped off on anything whatsoever. So it's stoppageless. And then because it's stoppageless, anything whatsoever, everything that's possible can and will come along. So in that case, uh, all the different phenomena uh, appear as what's known as omniscient wisdom. Why? Because we started with this non-stoppage. This is a very, very important point. So if one understands that one if one that comes to a real understanding of this as a matter of personal experience, then one has a great deal of certainty. It's not just intellectualized at that point, but one actually experiences this kind of emptiness that we're talking about, this kind of actuality without any stoppage. One has great certainty in that. And on the basis of that certainty, the next thing that happens is there's a joyfulness of mind, there's a delight in that. And on the basis of that delight, then on the basis of that, so then at that, the next thing that comes on the basis of that delight is that one has a great deal of trust in oneself. One, oneself, has trust in one's self. It's because, there's, because the I has been eliminated, then trust in a selfless situation, which is oneself, comes along. Now, when you get to that kind of selflessness, it is possible for compassion, real compassion, to come along. Now, uh, now, when we talk about self, we're talking about a situation which is dualistic. There's self here and other over there. Mm. So then we start to think, I'm really important, I'm the most important. Mm. 
goce obenredore. So when one eliminates that kind of idea of a self, then it opens the door to another possibility. The base then feeling yongure. So with that kind of door open, there's a feeling. Another kind of feeling can come along. The feeling lagore, you know, the onege feeling the karasan be zawa chimbu. Here we, we use the word feeling, we sort of have to because we don't have any other words to use. What actually comes along is compassion, and this is not just any old compassion, but this is what's called great compassion, and it's, not, it's a little different from what you might think about by just ordinarily using the word feeling. Based on Rangi experience yoba gaitani te samjhe tham jala sheje ko samjhe tham jala pento ko rangege ne feeling ji yongore so then based on one's uh, the sort of experience that we've been talking about the eyeless eyeless eye and so forth what what occurs is that you realize you actually experience yourself as not being separate from any of the infinite sentient beings and on the basis of that kind of uh, ex experience then compassion for them feeling uh, some kind of feeling for actually helping them wanting to help them occurs and that's compassion the beginning of begin of feeling the career is an open yabala joy tez yabala and set tau jitez yabashi yongores where does this fear we talked about a very large size of compassion just then where does this very large size of compassion just begin to begin with on the basis of the openness, which is how Rinpoche started talking this evening when we started meditating on the basis of spaciousness, then as we talked about, it's possible for a slightly joyful experience to occur. That's joyful the no, going into. That joyful experience has with it a kind of s sadness, it's like wistfulness actually of mind. This feeling is the juice story. And it's not just a sort of a feeling in the mind but it's actually wet it's moist it's quite juicy juice it's the juice of emptiness this kind of juice associated, this juice of the emptiness then has a power to actually contact, to connect with uh, as many beings as there are. Because if you don't know the emptiness because you are closed up, if you are closed up, you don't appreciate yourself because of close. So when you arrive at this experience that we've been talking about, which has the joy in it, the delight in it, then it's possible from there for the energy to uh, increase and go out and actually to be something that works for all sentient beings. So the joy Now this joy or delight is not the kind that, that has uh, some sort of pride or haughtiness mixed with it. It's a uh, natural kind of joy which comes out of the eyeless experience that we were talking about. So on that, or because of that, then compassion can come and will come. Mm. I mean, after all, if we have pride, then we know that compassion doesn't come along on that basis, does it? 
Diomare. Da mebati nyonsana till a nishiore. Nishiona the ranching nubayore. Now, if we, however, on the other hand, if we uh, eliminate um, pride, then we get to, we eliminate pride by getting rid of uh, our mm -hmm. sense of ourselves. Once we have rid of our, once we rid ourselves of the sense of ourselves, then on that basis the uh, certainty, joy, and so forth can come about. And there's, as we said, there's the certainty comes about in ourselves. And that come that again, just going around and around here, that certainty arises on the basis of having experienced, actually experienced emptiness. Now, and just to remind you, this kind of emptiness that we're experiencing, at, that we're talking about experiencing at this point, is not an um, emptiness that's uh, measured or experienced with rational mind. Yeah. And also, there is no, there's not even a thought, there's not even somebody thinking this is it, because that kind of thinker would be also a rational mind, intellectual, conceptual, whatever you want to call it. There's no choice. So at that point, there isn't any choice. Naturally, openness arises. And we give that name, we give that the name expanse. So in this way, then, uh, compassion, love, and all the other qualities that can and do come along are the qualities of the expanse. Now, the, a, good under, a good understanding, a good experiential understanding of that is known as view. The viewless view. Now, what is meditation? Meditation is preserving the viewless view so that it becomes more extensive. And here, the kind of meditation that you need to preserve the state of the view is a non-meditation meditation. Get that? When we say meditation, actually we're talking about rational mind. However, to stay in the state that we were just talking about, that requires a non-meditation. So in that case, it requires a non-meditation. So what do we have to do? Just like this gentleman over here said, just rest naturally. However, you have to know how to rest. If you just think, oh, I have to rest, just by that thought, you won't really know how to rest properly. You'll just think, oh, I'm resting naturally, but that won't be it. One has to know how to rest in order to rest naturally. If you, you think, oh, I need to sleep, I need to sleep, I need to sleep, that thinking, you won't sleep. <laughs> so if you think, I need to be rest, you cannot be, this thinking, it will make you unrest. So, 
So all of this kind of conceptual mind, all of this rational mind stuff, all of this has to be completely dispensed with. So the balance That what that means then is we have to know the balance exactly. So And this then is one of the principal this one is this then is one of the issues or the points that we have to know. So you need to open the right key for the right draw. Otherwise if you use so many draw Keys. key whole day you mean one track of key opening also cannot was a wrong key so if you think I need to be rest that also not okay if you think I need to be realized something <laughs> that also not okay that oh I need to see something you keep that also not okay so the whole point is thinking making something that need to be dropped but you think you draw that also not okay <laughs> some sometimes oh I need to be rest so you usually really rest. You rest into the stupid. <laughs> because then is uh, emptiness juice is not there. It's just some kind of going back into I don't know where we we, we say in uh, Tibetan or um, Dzogchen say alaya, the basis. Yeah. The basis of all, it's the all basis, the basis of everything. So if I give you, I'm sorry, I, I, my English is very broken. So if you go into the beach, you know, you just swim for a while, then you sit there and you have a nice uh, hat or sunglasses. So <laughs> it's just resting. That resting is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but after you woke up from that, you feel a little bit good. Of course, your body is resting. But you, if you more rest on that, more rest on that, you become quite stupid. Called <laughs> long term, because you lose the awareness. So that's not how to rest. It's it's not that kind of resting. So, but when you rest in the when you do right, right meditation, same kind of body, but not flowy way, but just right, very <laughs> relaxed. At the same time, alert. But you alert the zogoy marayang. But at the same time, one doesn't need to construct, alter anything at all. So when we say so, then you can see maybe from that that the nature of all dharmas is nothing other than what we call this zogpachembo, this great completion. This is something. All of us have. It's it is our nature. If you have, so you don't need to. If it's something that you have, then it's something that you don't need to construct at all. It's something that comes, and it's something that you will get to only through not constructing anything at all. So whole point of learning, meditation, suyinaya, ani. Nature, so the whole point of meditation for anybody at all is uh, this natural approach, and of course you have to understand the word natural precisely here. But this natural approach that we're talking about. So you need to know right nature. You think nature is something to be natural. Then nature is So I mean, we have a very 
a very strong concept in our culture, especially maybe uh, West Coast culture, about the idea of natural. That's not the kind of natural we're talking about here. This is natural in the sense of that which is your nature, not that which is just sort of a loose or easy way of doing things. There is, as part of our nature, a thing which we call crystal clear purity or clarity. Unfortunately, today we don't have a lot of time, uh, so we can't go on with a long explanation. But in order to make a connection with you all and this particular subject, I've said a little bit about these things today. What I've said today then is something that you can use just so that you can understand this topic a bit better. It's like an intellectual, intellectual is too much. It's so that you can understand this topic better. Most of you are old practitioners, long-term practitioners, and many of you are Vipassana practitioners. So in my way of thinking, I think most of you should be able to understand what I've been talking about tonight without too much trouble. Mm. Your Vipassana group is uh, very fine, very fine indeed. I have a good connection with this group as a whole. Mm. I have a great deal of faith in what you're doing. This uh, Vipassana Dharma that you follow is definitely one of the um, principal dharmas that the Buddha taught, the very important dharma that the Buddha taught. Mm. So in this case, uh, since I'm speaking to people who already understand about these things, I don't really need to repeat myself over and over here. Mm. And then, so that's for the older students. For those of you who are new here or newer, uh, this non Talking about non-meditation is not something that you can really understand about until you've done some meditation. Yeah, this, what we're talking about here tonight is something that belongs to the category of that which is known after you put your bum on the cushion. <laughs> Anyway, I've really enjoyed this opportunity to uh, talk about these particular things with you for the last half an hour or hour or so. Thank you. I can take one or two questions. So, let's see. Question? Okay. It's not so much that you explain to them the meditation itself, but you explain to them the sort of logic, the logic behind where they're going to go with that later, which is the fact that uh, it's good for human beings to have a good mind. 
and, a spa and what that means, of course, also is a spacious mind. So you explain good mind, spacious mind to them. There's two important. Both of those things are very important. Sometimes some people have a very good mind, but mind is contracted. Like a small sort of, like a not so much. Uh, sometimes people have a mind very big sort of, then not so good mind. So if you don't have a two, then not so good. Because you have a good mind, but you become so sen too sensitive, mm -hmm. then also not okay. You will stuck each moment, each things. And if you are too big sort of mind, then you become mind careless. Mm -hmm. So you give some symbol. Simple. So this is gum jangba This this is not just about meditation, actually, what we're talking about here, but this is talking about the actuality of things altogether, mm. things as they are, reality. Okay, then it. Next one. Yeah. You using methods encourage you to let go. How do, how do you increase those moments of letting go? What's that? Tab tene let go yongna tene kandre let go gi kechik mawa yongres. Then let go magoyomare tenga dejare. Let go resonata let go gomaro. It's it's because the issue of letting go or not letting go also gets let go and one just stays there as it is. And if one does that, then one has already let go, hasn't one? <laughs> <coughs> More light, better. I can see better. Okay. Hmm. 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 Space out the Maris. Say that it's an. It depends on the. Yeah. It as rem. As Rinpoche said to you, it's that you have to understand the exact meaning of the word natural. And as I said, added my comment in the prior discussion, it's not particularly the West Coast of America's idea of natural. It's not that one. It's that which is your nature, the actual thing that's really there. It's a, it's a term and it has a specific meaning. So when we say naturally, we're saying on the basis of that which is your nature, as opposed to, because naturally has two meanings, I understand as the translator. So we're making that distinction. The loose meaning that most people have fallen into today of ah, just naturally, that's not it. It means on the basis of a nature, an actuality which is there. The space out outright in the natural matters. So in that case, spacing out or zoning out, if, if you wish, is not your nature. Therefore, it is not natural. It doesn't happen naturally. Space out Why? Because zoning out is or spacing out is something which has with it what we call stoppage. And if you're stopped, that's not the actual nature and where nature means reality. Hmm? So you, then you cannot function 
the whole idea is while you are meditating, you need to function properly. So if you stop with the space out, you lose something here. When you go meditation very deep down, you lose outside. When you space out, your whole tension is out, you lose something here. So then mm. So in that case you're not unified and unified here means you're not connected with everything thoroughly. So this word not stopped actually is extremely it's crucial actually. Mm. We say you can understand from what's been said that emptiness is something that doesn't have any stoppage in it, right? But likewise Appearances also have to be non-stopped, not stopped. So in that way, uh, the Buddha himself pointed out that everything was unified with emptiness. And he said, form, so then it comes from that, form is empty, empty is also form. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. And that, can, that statement uh, that actuality can come about because there is no stoppage in reality. If they stop, so you're not allowed here. We all stop from beginning. If there's a stoppage, it's it's stopped. It means it's dead. It can't move any further. And all of this couldn't be. I couldn't be doing this with my hand. It wouldn't happen. <coughs> To sum all of this up, at any rate, uh, for all of you, please, on the basis of a spacious mind, meditate. <laughs> and what do you need to meditate? <laughs> well, you need to have non-distracted, non-meditation. <laughs> then it will come exactly right. Perfect. <laughs> Non-distracted, non-meditation. If you meditate, it is rational mind. And if you're distracted, you're an ordinary person. <laughs> so if we say, how does the balance get done? Who, who does the balance? How does the balance get done just right? It's not distracted, not meditating. Then that is the relaxation. That is the nature. So then please uh, have compassion for sentient beings and have faith in the Buddha. And in between that, have, faith, uh, have certainty in your own reality. And if you do it that way, then things in general will turn out well. Your whole life actually will turn out in a very fine way. Because you are open and you have a, the juice of emptiness, is compassion radiating. And you can, you can go through everybody, you can talk, because you are not close. If you are close, you cannot reach so many people. Based on your, your, your close up. So that, that's the whole thing is Buddha, emptiness, lang and tere. So when we... Uh, emptiness is hako goes, tongba dan, nyingji hako, sing and tere. Tongba yang, tongba hamangun, nyingji hako ngomare. Nyingji dan, tongba nyingji, 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 nyingji,
So then as you know, the Buddha spoke about emptiness and that's the meaning of emptiness as he described it and you have to understand that uh, emptiness and compassion both you need to know both of those and you need to know how they both work together that from emptiness comes compassion and emptiness and compassion only works with emptiness. So if you, are, if you stop with the emptiness then that means you don't have a compassion. Mm. And why? Because if you uh, can't truly, exp if you can't experience emptiness without any stoppage whatsoever put it around the other way. If there's a stoppage in your experience of emptiness, then the radiance of emptiness, the complexion, the glow of emptiness can't come. And that glow, the very glow of emptiness is compassion. So, you know, we know that when, when you realize emptiness, there is no I. I and that lack of I is your real I, your real self. So, and what is this then? That is the actual radiation of emptiness, the complexion of the emptiness. So if you put it right down in brief, in its essential point, then emptiness is spaciousness. But not just any old spaciousness, this is a spaciousness that doesn't need to be constructed in any other way at all. It's the nature spaciousness, natural nature spaciousness. That's your real home, your own home. And when you know, when you arrive into your own home, then naturally confidence is there. And from, that con from any kind of confidence like that, there's delight or joy. And then within that, the idea of wanting to benefit all sentient beings, compassion, arises. And within that, to the lineage and the Buddha, there's uh, faith uh, comes along. And when we say faith in this case, we mean appreciation. Appreciation is based on and this is not just any old appreciation, but appreciation that is based on experience. So in that way, if you follow that progression through, there's a link then between you and Buddha and you and sentient beings. So I always call emptiness wire. Rinpoche gives the always Rinpoche always makes the example of uh, to give an example of emptiness and how it works. He always uses the example of a wire. So through that you can when you say prayer, when you say send like a dedication. So then you can go because no you and me, there's no blockage. So that's why you can send. Otherwise you you become self here and other there. So you cannot go through. So it's very open. So, on the basis of all of the merits that we've created here through our meditation and discussion of, uh, discussion of the Dharma and your listening to the Dharma and my explaining it, may all sentient beings realize emptiness and compassion in the natural state of one's own mind. And then the Dawoga Church of Givisawate and Zambulangla Ne Mugi 
And may there be peacefulness throughout this world of ours on the and may through the merits that we've created by being involved with the Buddha Dharma here tonight, there be peacefulness throughout the world by the pacification of all famine, disease, war, strife and so on throughout the world. And may we, throughout all of our lifetimes, this life and all of our successive lives, always be in a position to help all sentient beings. So we're, make, we're actually making a dedication here, so <coughs> you set your minds up that way. Sonam de tamje zivani tamje nebe danam hamze tegana je balo chubai sebe zole droa droa jo janju semjo rambo maje banam je joroje jewa nyamba meba kone gondo pewa jo Palde here we are making prayers of aspiration that uh, Spirit Rock may quickly be uh, have its construction and so forth completed and become a meditation place in which great benefit uh, uh, from this place, great benefit goes out to all sentient beings. Mm. May uh, many fully accomplished beings arise in this place and those beings who those such beings having arisen here may they then go out and have vast activity which benefits sentient beings just like a, a hive of bees that is disturbed and the bees go swarming out may a swarm of Fully enlightened beings who are totally released from the afflictions be completely spread out in all directions to benefit all sentient beings. And if we make a prayer of aspiration purely, then it needs to be fulfilled, doesn't it? Okay. Okay. Nimsen uh, 
and uh, so we shouldn't leave, of course, without thanking the uh, people, especially Marianne here and Guy, who organised and made possible uh, made it possible for us to come tonight. Thank you very much. So mm. So at this point, we've all become uh, relatives. <laughs> and having become relatives, it's important, you, as you know, relatives are supposed to meet together sometimes, aren't they? So we should all meet together sometimes, I'm thinking. So we are relative, all sentient beings relative, but sometimes we don't know. I mean, other, another part of the world, you are here, so we meet together. So this is a kindness of them to put, introduce us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks very much and all of you please meditate well if you meditate well then definitely things will turn out well be cheerful <laughs> oh, sorry I'm in California be happy <laughs> don't think a lot don't think about stupid things that are meaningless <laughs> Don't repeat again, again. You know, we we are repeating we so much. Same thought we repeat again, 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 again. So that we are occupied. So just, if you really necessarily think four, five times, you just go one, two, three, four, five, again come back one. One, two, three, four, five. Then you think same thing, same exactly thinking, thinking, thinking. You don't go. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then you can learn something, but you don't learn anything. It's just same, same sentence repeating in your mind. That we are occupied. Then you become tired. Then So then, in that case, what you, what you just making yourself unhappy. So we need to make ourselves happy. Because of caught, caught with glue, glue with graphs, and you and me just. So let it go. You know, if we just if we're not capable of cheering ourselves up, then there's not going to be anybody else who can do it for us. <laughs> Very difficult to get phone call. Oh, be happy! You know, every morning. <laughs> so you have to remind yourself. America, then the system in America has a lot of different systems, but it doesn't have a system for uh, wake-up, cheer-up calls. Does it? <laughs> so that being the case, you have to you have to set up your own system for cheering yourselves up. And be spacious. If you manage to make yourselves really spacious, then compassion will just come right along within that. If you close, compassion very difficult. You hurt yourself, you hurt, hurt, hurt. Rang, rang, no, but your head hurt. If you hurt yourself, hate, hate, hate. You hate yourself, then naturally you hurt other people also. So because of not enough space, not enough emptiness. So it makes a lot of sense. If you want to need more air, open more, more window so air can come. So if you want more activity, if you want more help, more happy, you need to open. If you, we say you have more space, then you can do more things. So one thing, good thing, America, you have a very big road. <laughs> so that is also big space. You know? So car and not get, what uh, do you call A lot of cars can travel along the highway in the United States without bumping into each other. 
it's not a problem on the highways here because they're so big. So likewise, so have a lot of space in your mind. Then, and then they can can go everything here like mm. this. So because I know because India and Nepal is very narrow road, so many cars. That's all. Okay. Thank you very much. And then Jambi Yang Okay, there's one. Oh, by the way, I'm going to offer here a pic, uh, tanka, what we call a tanka, a picture of, of Manju, the deity Manjushri to Manjushri your center. Now, when we say Manjushri, we're talking about the the nature of fine intellect, prajna, panya. Okay, Rinpoche changed from sharab to wisdom, primordial wisdom. Because of this, he has a sword in his right hand. And what that is, is the overcoming of... Mm -hmm, the overcoming of the clashes of ignorance. So if we overcome ignorance, then we're released, we're liberated. So this is an auspicious connection that I want to make with you. Okay. So I'm offering this to you. For your center. Put it up high. Uh, please, uh, whoever's involved, please uh, set this up nicely in a frame or whatever in a brocade arrangement and hang it up nicely in a nice place. Bro brocade or maybe frame, whatever. Mm. So. Awesome. thank you very much for coming. Enjoyed your talk very no, much. Don't say so much. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Um, thank you all for coming. Also, I have one request um, before you go. Uh, one person needs a ride to Mill Valley. Is there somebody who can offer a ride to Mill Valley? Yes. Good. Thanks. And who's the person who needs it? Can you connect? Can you see each other? Maybe. Can you both stand up? Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Jack Cornfield will lead next Monday night's class. Uh, James Barras will lead the class in two weeks, and Sylvia leads the Wednesday morning class from 9 to 11. Drive safely home. Thanks a lot for coming. Don't forget the Donna basket for all of Rinpoche's projects in Asia. Thank you. And the weekend in Berkeley. Okay, good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.